everybody, and uh, welcome back to another exciting episode of Indie Corner Radio. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I've got my awesome, awesome special guest here. Uh, she is, she has been in uh, numerous short films and feature films. Please welcome Jax Kellington. How are you doing, Jax? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. This is such an honor. Yeah. So I found you through uh, Instagram or whatever uh, when I was looking up uh, the people who were in uh, Mutant Vampires from Planet Neptune. I have to I had to read it because it's such a long title. I always screw it up in some way or whatever. So. <laughs> I know, right? Mutant Vampires from Planet Neptune. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a mouthful. <laughs> It's a little bit, a little bit. It's kind of, kind of hard to have it on a marquee, but I, I, me and my friend Dale, who watched it, as you, you saw the uh, review, we, we did enjoy it a lot. It was, it was a yeah, crazy sure. movie. And it, I think, it was a lot of fun. I think your director actually came on our thing and started telling us more things like, you know, which oh, I really appreciate he? that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Calvin is the best. I love Calvin. He is such an amazing person and hard worker. And just that whole team is magical. Like it's all about good vibes and honesty and transparency and hard work. And they love to work. And that's all I want to do is work and make cool shit stuff. Sorry. Um, You can curse. Oh, cool. Okay, great. Yeah. (laughs) They make amazing shit. And I just, I, I, the first time I met him and we interviewed and he, got me on that uh to do that part I auditioned and then he I told him I had a best friend at the time who I thought would be a really cool addition and then he got her and I on and it was the most fun I'd ever had making film and it was my first feature film ever and it wow yeah so that's how you got into it you just uh like what what like okay so did you do acting back in like high school or anything or um no I grew up in a Christian private school from K through 12 all by myself because nobody else was my age in that church. Um, so yeah, I had a very strange, strange upbringing. So wait, uh, did you graduate like by yourself? I did. I did what? all by myself. There were other kids in the church, but only the people that were in the church were allowed to attend that school. And everybody was different ages. And I was the only one my own age. So therefore I was the only one in my own grade for 18 years. That's crazy. I that's, know. I like, like, that's actually, I like that. Cause like, I, I can just imagine you walking down, getting your diploma by, you know, like. I did it. It was a private party all for myself. And I ha- I celebrated my 10 year reunion all by myself, went on a trip to Vegas. Or- oh my God. I don't even remember where I went. I just was like, oh, I'm just going to spoil myself. And this was fun. Yeah. Uh, it was a really fun experience. Um, there were, there were a lot of challenges, of course, like every kid has, but um, I, I didn't, we, we weren't really allowed to have drama class or, or sports or music, like certain music for that matter, which makes sense why I'm into movies and rap now that I'm older. Yeah. Rapping, yeah, you also, you are rapping. Like for, yes, yes, I'm a rapper and singer, but that was very strictly not, no, that was not accepted at my church school growing up. Was it Catholic um, church? No, it was a Christian church, non-denominational. Okay, non-denominational. Okay. I was going to say, the, are the nuns like, something like that <laughs> oh, now to you? It's still a thing, you know, uh, my brother and his wife and two kids still attend. And, you know, every I still keep in contact with some of them. And it's, a, they, you know, I were sort of, it was like a family at one point, And, but just. Uh, kind of, well, I mean, sometimes you got to find your own voice, you know. Like, yes, yes. Let's say that. I did. I left. Right. You know, you had your family, which is great. Yeah. 
you grew up and and you kind of figure out who you are as a person and it yes. wasn't what you did so that's awesome yes i actually uh my first experience with acting was when i was an exotic dancer um i've also i've been an exotic dancer for 12 years in oregon beaverton portland all over the oregon everywhere in Oregon, actually. That's but, actually uh, I was just going to say, this is going to sound inappropriate, but that's kind of the perfect place for exotic dancers to be in yes, Beaverton, right? It is the most strip clubs per capita in the whole country. For real? So. That's funny. Yes. Um, but um, my boss at the time was in, in, he had a friend who was doing film, cheesyflicks.com, or that's their site, but it was for cheesy flicks. And he went in and it was on the night where we all were dressed up for Halloween and I was Catwoman and he picked three of us and he just happened to pick literally me and my two best friends that were my best friends at the time. And we started working on these films called Heroines of Sword. And we made three films. Um, they didn't really go anywhere, but it was, a, it was a, such an incredible mind blowing experience for me. And I kept trying to keep up with it after, but life, a boyfriend at the time who wasn't really into that. And I just kind of, but then the pandemic hit and that's when my whole life changed. Like I decided to chase my dreams and put aside the fear and the lack of confidence in myself. And I gained the confidence and, and I finally started to believe in myself that I could actually really try to do this. And then that's when both music and movies took off at the same time, because during the pandemic, everybody got sick and people were getting sick and dying. And I knew that the whole world was afraid and would be too scared to work. But I was like, I don't care. I'm going to chase my dreams and die doing it, whatever. And so I just got on Craigslist Oh, I'd like to take Craig out for dinner one day for taking off my career, but uh, went on Craigslist and knew that people would still want to make art. And I knew that everybody would want to hire me because I was the only one who wanted to work. And there was my chance to get experience. And that's when I found Calvin McCarthy. And that's when I found a bunch of hip hop music video artists that needed dancers and, and songwriters and singers and rappers. And then that's when I started getting into the booth and recording. And then that's when I also started going to auditions and getting hired for the roles and then actually going and working and then it just and then a year later I moved to LA to do it bigger so that is that is amazing um I actually moved to LA during the like right before the pandemic like oh I thought God. I thought 2020 was going to be the year you know and so I moved there. I'm, I'm, I'm back in Virginia now sadly uh but uh I was oh, living in Van Nuys uh at first and then i end up moving over by pasadena um and the thing is like when the pandemic hit you know because i got a job i was really excited things were going good then like a month later the pandemic hit and everything oh. like went to crap and but that's amazing because a lot of people don't realize how much that really did affect people wanting to fulfill their dreams to do stuff to actually get out there and make art and and do everything um because yeah. of what you were saying the fear you know yeah and i just was like well shit if i'm gonna die like by being sick i'm gonna try to i don't i just looked at it like okay well here goes nothing rather and i just chose not to look at what it was for what it was it right. was so depressing and so scary. And it's like, why is this so and for me? I was like, why is this so scary? Like, I don't, okay, that's fine. And I just pretended it wasn't going on and happening. And I just decided to push it out of my reality. And I think because I did that, I didn't really get affected. I've never had COVID, think, but I'm vaccinated and all that good stuff. But I, I just didn't 
so I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say, <laughs> but I just decided to squeeze life by the nuts during that scary time and make something out of it instead of like, Oh, I don't know. I, no, I know. No, I get it. It affected totally. a lot of people very, very badly and very, very awesomely. Like a lot of people, it was good for them. And then a lot of people it was terrible for them. And so for me, it was so amazing being stuck in the art like making music and dancing in music videos for other people. And then also being an actress in other people's really cool, awesome, gory horror films. Like I was, I was like, what, why didn't I do this years ago? The best thing that could have ever happened. So I'm very grateful for. And I think more people should be like you, you know, because like not a lot of people do that. A lot of people are afraid to take the chance to follow their dreams or, or they think like they need a certain, like that, that was the big thing with me. Like when I went out to LA, I didn't think, you know, I need a plan. I need to do this for five years. I'm thinking that now because I realized, you know, didn't have enough money at the time, but you know, um, I, like I said, fuck it. And I went and did it, you know? And um, I see a lot of people doing that, like just saying fuck it and going out and making art, you know, or, you know, and I I think that's amazing. I thought the same thing too. I was like, oh my gosh, I have no experience. I've just, I've, all I know is exotic dancing. I've only know how to be a stripper. I mean, but, the, but all my clubs closed and it's weird because I had a dream that that would happen. Like, like eight years ago, I had a dream that the club got shut down and my boss was like, oh my gosh, Jax, I don't know what to say. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, ah, and it was so surreal because I didn't know how to make money doing anything else. And I also didn't know that that was going to be a 12 year career. I didn't plan to be a stripper that long, but also it made me look inward and inside like, okay, well, what are your talents? How, how else can you make money? And I'm like, okay, well I dance, I sing. I'm too scared to sing though. It's so scary. And I don't have confidence. Okay. Well, you need to grow confidence because this is it's now or never. And then I just had to be my own cheerleader and talk to myself and say, you know what? Screw it. You don't have experience. You don't even have a portfolio with professional pictures. Okay. Well, who do we know that's a photographer? Let's go get those done. Fuck it. Like you got 50 bucks, give them 30, use the rest for food or gas to get there. I just, and that was my mind process. And I'm like, well, I could totally act because I've basically been an actress at strip clubs for old men and they think I'm into them, but I'm not. So it's like, well, how could it be any worse not being naked on camera? But if I am naked on camera, that's even better because then it can be art for the, you know, the world. And I can look back and go, look, look at what a dish I was one day. And for me, that process was, huh, that makes more sense rather than going to a club and not recording it ever and not putting anything out and then actually growing experience, putting it on film. So that's how I got in. My very first short was bad people doing bad things directed by Garrett Knowles, who mm-hmm. was amazing. And I, he was like, I need, I, I need a nude actress for my, for my role. And he was so professional and so amazing and made me feel so comfortable and, you know, paid me right away. And I signed the thing and it was during COVID and they wore masks and were really, it, it, it was, yeah, it was my first experience. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was so terrified. And I didn't know if I could do it. And every time he'd hit action, I'd freeze up and be like, oh my God, he's like, you're doing great. Just a little more energy. And I'm like, okay. And just the directing and the guidance. And then I got more comfortable and then more and more I made film and it, it was, it's, it's so natural. And I was able to take a few classes before moving here from a really, really, really good um, teacher, Mike, Mike Hannigan, I guess is his name. He was amazing and told me the hardest thing in acting is being still. Right. Like when you're supposed to just be still and not do anything, like for some reason, actors like to just be like, 
yeah they they have to do something you know yeah. they feel like yeah like, i get it and but i love your enthusiasm by the way like oh. i i adore that because you know that's that's something that like I feel like people need now more than ever is people who are very enthusiastic, um, especially probably when you're on set. You know, um, I've had because uh, I am a filmmaker as well. I've had uh, actors that I love to death and who will basically light up a room. And um, if like I had one actress, uh, she was sweet, sweet, and she would just cheer everybody up when it was like you know because you know things after after a while hours start becoming like you know where where it's like let's we just got to get this done you know and everything and we're kind of down at that time our levels are down we need people who are up you know and i feel like you're probably that person too yeah you're not wrong that's literally what my director says he's like we're gonna use you on the last scene the cherry because you have so much energy and so it'll just burst and that's another thing too like you I didn't you know like working in this industry it's just people just want to work with you like they just love working with you because who you are and they'll find a role and also like to be honest uh when I did Mutant Vampires when I auditioned for that role I had a boyfriend and it was in the script that we were to make out and at that time I was going through something very heavy and personal in my life and I was he I was trying to heal from a lot of things. And I did not want to be intimate with another human being. So they asked me, well, what is, what would, is there anything that would make you uncomfortable? And I was like, yes, I don't want an intimate scene with someone. So I'm, I'm sorry. And they were like, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, no, well, they took that. They not, they jotted that down, took notes. And then they called me back for a second interview. And they were like, we really, really want you to be a part of this film. So we've adjusted you know, you don't have to do the makeout scene. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. And that was like another thing, like learning how to just stay true to yourself and honor you and not be afraid to lose a part because you're not comfortable doing something. Like I was not, I, I just was like, this isn't for me if, if, if it's going to make me feel uncomfortable. And they were very, they were so about, they would rather have me be on there than, than not, not take the part out for their script or for their film. So that I thought was, I was thrown away. I was blown away by that. I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are amazing. Like they cared so much about my comfort and wanted me to be in their film that they did that for me. So that was cool. And then fast forward a year and a half later, I was able to do a total sex scene in Conjuring the Beyond. And it was like nothing because I'd already healed and been better. And I was like, see, yay. And and say, you know, you had said, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. The intimate scene or whatever, even though, you know, like instead of asking for them to take it out or whatever, you said, you know, you know, if it's in the script, I'm going to do it, blah, 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 because that's, you know, whatever. And you did it and then you didn't heal from it because that was, you know, something that triggered you or traumatized you in some way or whatever. You might not have been able to go on to do other things because you still haven't healed from that one you know, thing. So it's great exactly. that you were able to speak to people and that they were very accommodating to what uh, it's, it's so funny. Um, I just did a, a scene. I had a scene last year um, uh, that was supposed to be a lesbian sex scene, you know, and everything it was supposed to have nudity, all this stuff. We get down to it and I just, and the two actresses are completely fine with it. Like they've done this, you know, more than whatever time. So they're fine. Um, but I didn't, 
hey, I didn't feel comfortable, you know, myself as a director watching it and having it done for the movie. And B, I, I well, A, I mean, the other thing is it was just too much. There was there was not enough time, you know. We we were, right. we were down to scheduling and stuff. We had to we had to kind of make everything work as fast as we could to get everybody done. Um, so you know that was the other thing. But really, it was also the idea of like, I mean, I could shoot this real quick and have it done. I'm like, I just don't, you know. And the girls are shocked, you know. Like usually, you know, the directors, especially in horror make any excuse to do nudity yeah you know? it's like their favorite part <laughs> right so um yeah. you know the, the people who are accommodating and say you know um oh well, you don't need to make out or whatever we'll take that out that's that's amazing because you don't really yeah. care about that much i would yeah same and and because of that they were like okay, are you okay with partial nudity and i was like yes i'm fine with that i'll totally be topless i don't care hence the party scene and um you know, and then that would, yeah, there, there was just, everybody's comfort levels were different. Like, for mm-hmm. example, my friend during that film, she didn't mind making out, but she also was not comfortable ha- being topless. Whereas mm-hmm. I was not comfortable making out, but I was totally comfortable being topless. And and they were like, yeah, sure. You know, do, do, do you, and we just want to make a fun film. And, and I'm like, I, it was ugh, best memories ever. I, and I just talked to Calvin last night and he's, we're literally finishing up Pillow Party Massacre and we have such a great film relationship. Me and all the crew, like they always hang out. They're always in Portland. And I'm always like, I miss you guys. Like, I just, I know that we're going to make more film together and I'm very excited for it. And that one, that one is definitely one of my faves for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome that you have a, like a crew, you know, that you can always kind of count on, you know, yeah, and everything. Seven Street production. They're amazing. All right. Um, so we were talking earlier in the uh, before the, before this about flirting with the devil, which you told me some great stories about it. But I was like, oh, you got to save this for the you know show and everything. Uh, tell us a little bit about how did you get on flirting with the devil and what is it about? So flirting with the devil, I um, again was on Craigslist and I saw that they needed an actress for a role where you're I, I, I saw a little bit of the script um, and I don't even remember my uh, my audition script, but it was. Um, oh, that's what it was. OK, it was there was a guy and then me saying, oh, there's a burn there's a burn on your seat and I see handcuffs and then I'm like oh that's kind of kinky and then I like read it back and there was only it was really short but I remember getting on it um talking to the director and then we facetimed and that's how I met Roman Martinez and he has done some film in horror like he's done clown uh which they I think they just started doing clown too but he Wait, guided was that me. the clown, the guy with the clown costume that he puts on? Is it that clown, or is there another one? Um, I think it might be another one. I'm not sure, but he, yeah, he, he's done one and then just finished up two, clown two, I think, or maybe that might not even be the name. But um, yeah, Roman Martinez, really good director, uh, super fun to work with. So anyway, during our, our audition, he was reading with me and really liked my energy and invited me to come to the audition. Um, there was a big audition, like get together at 
uh, Mary Jane's house in, um, where were we? Oh gosh. It wasn't Newburgh. I don't even remember. Not, it was, it was, it was by Dundee. Oh, McMinnville, McMinnville. That's where it was. Um, by where the spruce goose is, where that museum is. Um, so I went over there and I ended up seeing there, there was like a ton of actors, a- actors and actresses just hanging out, filling out forms, auditioning for different roles Two, one of them. I knew I already did a film with. So I was like immediately like, oh, my gosh, John. And um, he was the one he was the one who ended up getting the role for Ted Bundy. And oh, nice. it was very exciting. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I get to work again with you. And um yeah. And then uh, we met Mary Jane. She was there. They were very accommodating. They had snacks. They were they were like right on time and they ended when they said they would. And it was just a really fun experience. And after um, we all did, we all tried to do her role, which I I mean, I I didn't look anything like her. So I kind of had a feeling like I'm not I don't think this role's for me, but I don't care. I'm just happy to be here. And I was just so stoked and having so much fun reading with everyone. At the end, he was like, hey, who wants to take pictures of Ted Bundy for fun and I was like I'll do it and so I did it and I was just taking the pictures and I was like yeah oh you're so cute and like taking pictures and then they ended up emailing me back saying we want you to play super eight girl which is this super old camera called a super eight camera I don't know I don't even know oh wait they they borrowed it from a school like it's like a historic piece in a school and I got to use that um, on film. And so they were like, yeah, we'd like you to play her. And I didn't even have any lines, but I was very happy to just show up and play that role for 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you said you went to the, the premiere mm-hmm. of it. Like you drove all the way there just to see it, right? I did. I did. I drove all the way from here, LA, to Portland, Oregon, just to watch it, uh, just to be with everybody and see it. It was my first premiere ever in a theater. I was like, ah, so much fun. It was mind blowing. So That's much awesome. I, you know, I, I love it when I see like the stuff on the big screen, you know, it's, yeah. it's more fun than just seeing it. You know, it's nice seeing it anywhere, you know, when it's done, but it's, it's even yeah. nicer if it's up there being projected. That's what everybody wants. You know, nobody, nobody came into, to film, to watch video, you know? Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. It was, a, oh, I, I was, it was a big dream come true. Even though it was so short, I was, I was in the front, like, ah! <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. That's amazing. Um, and you said, so that was a true, true life story too, right? From what you yes. told me before. So that was based on Mary Jane's like actual, you know, dealings with, uh, with, with Ted Bundy. So that's gotta be uh, all tensions high period doing, doing a movie like that, you know, and yeah, doing it right. I couldn't even believe, like, I, at first I was reading the script and, and Roman, Roman during our FaceTime audition, he's like, do you, do you sort of know what this is about? And I'm like, no. And he goes, this is about Ted Bundy. And I'm like, what? And then we get to the house for the audition get together. And she tells me, yeah, this is my actual experience and tells us her experience. And I'm like, what in the actual F right now? Like this guy just showed up at the laundromat she was doing laundry for these curtains that she had to have done for the school play and he just shows up and they have matching cars matching vw bucks and he starts flirting with her she starts flirting back and then then one thing leads to another and she invites him or i guess maybe he invited himself over to her house he comes to her house and he starts raiding her kitchen and going through her cabinets and she's like um 
okay, well, this is now awkward. And my roommate's going to be home soon. So I think you should get going. And he's like, well, I'm not going anywhere. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to bed because I had to be up early. And he's just downstairs doing whatever. And then apparently she wakes up in the middle of the night and opens her door and finds him asleep in front of her door. And apparently he had already murdered two other women before coming over to her house. So like that same day, that same day. And Jesus beyond like, a miracle why he decided not to like just to decided to he decided to spare her life so she wakes him up puts him gets him downstairs puts him on the couch and then in the morning he's still there and she offers him a banana for breakfast and he takes it and leaves and then she leaves goes to work a month later he comes back and steals her car and tries to get in the house with her and her roommate, but they call the cops and he leaves and gets spooked. But that was that was the last she heard of him and found out later that that was actually Ted Bundy. That is that is crazy. I like, know. You know, good God. Um, so I know. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I, I was I'm, I'm glad you talked about this because uh there was a Dahmer series that just came out and I actually really liked it but a lot of people a lot of problems that people are having is that it brings up scary feelings about you know the people who actually were the victims the the victims families you know and stuff and how they have to kind of live through it again you know or whatever yeah the trauma yeah the trauma and it, it I mean but it's funny i like i like to say like they don't complain with the the littler movies do it as much you know i don't hear as many complaints but when like the you know when and so i i love hearing that a person who actually was a potential victim thank god she didn't actually get kidnapped or right she wasn't actually kidnapped she was just sort of about to be kidnapped you know yeah yeah it was it was crazy she does she's yeah, she still doesn't know why, how, why he didn't try to kill her, why he let her live. She feels it might have been because they established a connection at first and there was a friendship sort of going on and involved because they were talking about, you know, different things about each other. And uh, I I think that could have been the reason why, too, because most people, when there's no friendship or relationship established, and you don't know anything about them. I mean, it's classic. They they don't care. There's no right connection it's very silence of the lambs you know she starts telling him her favorite color and talking to him like a human it's going to make him feel worse and not want to kill her so we feel that that's kind of what happened with her and why she was spared a little bit and it's just scary to think about that that was him like she had no idea she's like i gotta i gotta get this story out i gotta tell this story and the only person who wanted to do was the director during the pandemic was roman martinez and they that's amazing just making more and more film with a bunch of the same people that I know too. And it's so wonderful seeing the community just explode and grow and grow. And wow. Well, that's, I mean, to me, that's, that's amazing that like through the pandemic, two people found each other that happened to, you know, to, to go and tell the story that, you know, is, you know, is, is now actually a really good story. You can actually, uh, just so everybody knows, they can actually watch it for free. Um, it's on their website from what I saw, um, you know, and everything. I was going to watch it, and I'm now I'm going to watch it, you know. Yes. You know, and you can so actually good. buy it, too, from them for, like, six bucks. 
Um, so because, I would also yeah. suggest doing that, you know, to help. Yeah, the main actress, Maddie Bloom, who I think got the part, uh, if I, I think I'm saying her name right. She's amazing. All all the characters that they cast are so good. Also, China Ray Hertz, she's a good friend of mine. She's in all uh, she's in Conjuring the Beyond as the demon, the demon girl. And she's also in Pillow Party Massacre as one of the main lead actresses. She plays a really funny role in this film. And that was the first time I met her. And she also got in with the crew and is in is she's PA for them and acts and does all kinds of different jobs. And oh, it's just amazing how we all kind of started like new. Like we all didn't really know each other, like or had worked with each other for like one or two times. And now, oh, I've seen you like 18 times, or I know you on Facebook through the community and like. Oh, it's just awesome. It's just awesome spreading it. Now, now it's happening here in LA with me. I, I run into different people that, oh, I saw you on that set or I saw you at that premiere. Like, it's so great. It's Wonderful. So great. Yeah, I love it. Like, uh, you know, uh, any community, you know, whether it be like indie film community or Portland, you know, film community, you know, that's yeah. amazing, you know, that you guys are able to connect and do you guys do like get togethers too, like little like, um, uh, I don't know, like parties and things like that? Um, we know we do when, when, when there's a premiere. Um, we thought we, you know, get an Airbnb and we always stay together. And uh, the director really his thing, he likes to get um, he likes to do his film on site. Like if, if we're filming, he likes to he likes to rent. So for example, Pillow Party Massacre, that location was film location where we stayed in that house was where we filmed and also slept and stayed and also filmed. Like he doesn't <laughs> like to stay somewhere and then leave for location and then come back at the end of the day. Like, and I like that too. I think it's genius. It's brilliant because you just have to clean the room and then get out of the way and then go film and then, oh, dinner's downstairs. Like it, it just makes sense. So we, we like to do that when, when we get together, we're like, okay, hey, cool. Like I get, our get togethers are making film basically. <laughs> that That's, that's the best. Then, yeah. You know, like, yeah, this is my third one. Um, I've made three with him and I joke around. I'm like, where's number 10. <laughs> I, I hope know. I, he puts me on. I hope he keeps casting me because I love him and I love working with them so, so much. And do you have to keep auditioning? even though he's seen you do stuff or does he just call you up now and say, Hey, I got a part for you. Yes. Yes. He More. says, I have a part for you. Uh, at first though. Yes. It was auditions, you know, which is normal. Like they kind of want to see which, like who or who he'd be good for, where he'd go. And, and I don't mind re-auditioning for people, even though we've already established a really cool connection like that. It, it makes sense. It's a given. Um, but I also am so honored that he's just like, no, I have a part for you. And I'm like, ah, yes. <laughs> and because of that, I, even though I moved to LA, I will go all the way up to Portland just, just to film. I don't care how far it is. That is wonderful. You know, yeah. um, especially, so how, how's LA for you? I love it. <laughs> Dream come true. Just, ah, I just, I don't know. It's all the dreams just keep coming true in my life. Just yeah. the weather, it, the people, the culture shock, the food. Oh my gosh, the food. Oh my gosh, the beaches. I've never lived within 12 minutes from a beach ever in my life. I'm always two, three hours away from the beach. And, and then when I do get to the beach, it's cold and frozen and no one's there. And it's not a, really a beach. It's just sand and water and weird but here it's like tropical and palm trees and happy people and the vibes and hot dog stands everywhere and clothes. And I just, I am so in love with it here. That's the, one, the 
that's the one thing I really miss about LA was my roommate and I, um, who are like, who's my best friend. She, she and I would, uh, uh, she would wake up, uh, later in the day, like three o'clock and she'd be like, or even two o'clock, but she'd be like, you want to go to the beach? Oh, like right now. And I'd be like, I, if I had nothing to do that day or something, but yeah, like, why not? Let's go. We take her Frenchies and we'll go down to like Rosie's beach, you know, and oh just, my gosh, that's you beautiful. Know, like Rosie's dog beach, I think is what it's called, you know, or whatever, and just run around like crazy. And to me, that's fun. Like it's mm-hmm. a good, you know, good time. Um, so uh, I agree with you on that. Like uh, just, ha- and so now, now that you do that, like, um, are you are you booking gigs left and right? Um, I wish I could say left and right. Um, but right now I'm sort of I'm I'm in school at LA Film for music production. Um, some studying creating beats, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. so some a lot of my time goes to trying to focus on that. Um, so. Booking gigs is, I mean, I get booked for gigs, but not like just here and there. Like I, uh, I was the makeup artist on set for, um, a friend, Kathy Cola. She just started this, um, TV series called Veg Head and we did the pilot. And, uh, so I got to, I got a gig for that, which is being the makeup artist. And, um, we're also doing a reality TV series where me, her and Jessica Ross also star in it. And I think we're doing production with that maybe next month. And then I I've been in a couple of horror shorts since, uh, I'm also doing another horror short with, um, Marlon, uh, Mc- Ray, I think is his last name. Crap, I'm butchering it. But uh, he's doing a horror short called Eyes All Over, and we're doing production for that in January. Um, and then I'm I, I've, I audition for gigs sometimes when I have time. Like I'm like I'm not doing anything. I want to do something. Go go online. Try to find something. Um, but yeah, most of it's word of mouth or um, performance gigs. Like I just performed at this rap event. Um, I knew unreleased track which was so much fun um so like stuff like that it's just it's a lot of fun and it's and it's it's the perfect amount I don't feel overwhelmed or overworked which I I don't want to feel that way so you talked about your rap a little bit and I gotta I gotta ask about it because like you said you were kind of in more of a uh, I guess more sheltered uh, upbringing, you know, where you're kind of, you weren't probably listening to rap, you know, what, what I got mean, you into that? I mean, they thought I wasn't, but uh, you know how kids are. <laughs> we have our ways. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. You know, lived in a cul-de-sac growing up and had a bunch of friends that were going to public school and weren't religious. So they would come out bumping freaking, I don't know, juvenile and and eminem and jay-z uh, i'm sure Jay-Z and all all you know all the all the all the all the people that were taken off at that time 
And I'm like, what is this? You know? And they're like, oh, this isn't the neighborhood kids are hanging out, dancing in the corner in front of your houses. Like mom yelling at you to come in because it's time for dinner. It's like, what were you doing out there? You know, nothing. But uh, then your friends at school, well, my friends at school, a couple of them were very into rap and would have a bunch of CDs and let me borrow them. Like Nelly, I remember Nelly, 50 Cent, like, and I'd go home and play it on my little oh my god cd player thing that would skip when you dropped it on accident oh holy old school <laughs> so that's how i got into listening to rap hip-hop and r&b it's my favorite genre i mean i was into rock and metal a little bit but that i don't that's not i don't really read i mean it's where you resonate and i resonate really hard with rap and i love the energy i love what they say how they say it the cadence how it just sounds so sick and badass and g and the beat and uh, just makes you want to dance and then that's another thing i got into i started going to skate world when i was 10 because i was introduced to it and i told my mom and i got became obsessed and it was the thing i did every weekend it was every weekend we'd go to skate world and then go to the movie theater afterward and church didn't really know about that love my mom (laughs) (laughs) oh so your mom was very like you know kind of pro you doing these things then yes my mom oh she my mom is filipino love my mom she is the most supportive person ever she was always go do what you want do you even though the church would disagree she would you know she'd get pulled into the it be it got to a point where i got pulled into the principal's office for being caught at a movie theater and they would ream me ream her tell her you need to take you know be a better example this that my mom would just be like oh my gosh you're right this is unbelievable you know just i can't believe you and wait till we get home and the second we'd leave the office she'd be like so what do you want to eat for dinner and like you're like yeah it was she wasn't really that but she wasn't mad she had to pretend to be mad. so that's where you got your acting from your mom yeah yeah you know? who would have thought all these skills would pay off from growing up in a church where i had to just pretend to do a bunch of things and help out with kitchen scullery transportation and you know grounds crew and like just and then now it's all it all makes sense i was basically being prepped for this lifestyle that i've always wanted that i didn't even know i was gonna chase Okay, so your mom knows you're an actor. Did your mom know that you were an exotic dancer? Oh, yes. I got her. I literally say it in my song. I got her blessing. Oh, you got her blessing to be a... I did. I asked her. I said, Mom, if you were me and you were young and cute, would would you do this? Would you try this? And she was like, yeah, I think so. Why? You want to go do it? I'm like, yes, mom. I think I'm going to go be a stripper. I kind of need money and I don't know what to do. And I was already a go-go dancer. Like I can name, I can trace back how it all started. I started at Skate World and I was at Skate World from 10 years old till 16. And then at 16, I started sneaking out. This is also in another one of my songs. I would sneak out of my house and go to the max, take the train all the way down and go downtown and meet up with friends and go to the club and just reenact all the music videos to all the hot pop songs hip-hop songs that just came out and dance our fear and worries away and whatever and it was just the most incredible thing i ever ever could have could have found and it was all universal like i heard some dude talking on the max one time riding home from the rose quarter like 
roller coaster parade with my mom and he was like yo i'm gonna go to the club it's supposed to be sick you know they're playing they're dropping all the new tracks and i'm just like wait what where is this and i remember the name and then i went home and looked it up on the internet and i got the address and i had one of one of the girls that was in church drive me there like wow you know like it was yeah it just and then after becoming a dancer and learning how to dance and hip-hop dance I started going to 20, when I turned 21, I started going to bigger clubs. And then they were like, Hey, do you want to get paid to do that on the box up there? And I'm like, yes. And so I became a go-go dancer where I dress in cute little outfits and like hype up the crowd and all this energy uh, that I'd used to get in trouble for in school and ADHD pills. And oh my gosh, you name it. But now it makes sense. Like I have all this energy. Oh my gosh, it makes sense. So all this, it was paying my bills. And then, you know, and then more shit happened in life. And I'm like, okay, this isn't enough though. I need money. I don't know what to do. And then that's how I became a dancer or a stripper started. And that was like cutting open an atom. <laughs> Woo! Whole bunch of crap came out of that. <laughs> it's, it's so funny in Virginia, we don't really have that many strippers because uh, even though we are a blue state, we're very conservative, you know, and, and there isn't a lot there. Like, I guess there are a lot of Frankens. There's a lot of more, uh, you know, we're, it's Virginia. So like, we're very historic, you know, there's, there's a lot of tourists, you know, they don't want strip clubs and other things. Like they don't want it to seem like, I don't know, whatever, which I think is stupid, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, nothing I can do about it. Um, so we have like we have more go-go dancers than mm-hmm. you know actual if you want to go to richmond or the capital of virginia they have strip clubs like real strip clubs and stuff mm-hmm. but in you know most of the ones are like uh go-go dancers and then there's some other sketchier places that have you know more uh that have um better places to go to you know or whatever but uh, it, it sounds like it's scarier over there. And I have a lot of friends who are actually real strippers, you know, and stuff. And I, uh, I love them to death because, like, I mean, I, I don't think I, – I don't know. I, I couldn't uh, – I, I definitely couldn't do male stripping at all. Like, I would not <laughs> feel comfortable like that. I don't dance. Yeah. I can't, whatever. And so people who feel comfortable with themselves and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's amazing. Um, thank you so much. It, I learned how to be a human through stripping. I had, I had, I did not know how to communicate at all. I had no, I had the worst time making friends and I didn't know why. And it, you know, looking back, it's like, okay, trauma from childhood in the church. And you weren't taught how to be a social person because you've, you know, like, so I, I learned how to become social and how to communicate and how to stand up for something when I felt like, especially when I felt like I was being disrespected, I wouldn't, I did not know how to be like, Hey, um, yeah, that's not going to fly with me. I don't know who you think you're talking to. There was no way I'd be ever ever be able, I would choke on my words and start crying and run away. Like, so there was so much character building that happened for me being a dancer, meeting so many people, both men and females are, are in strip clubs. It doesn't matter. And strip clubs is like this, place where people want to get drunk after work and hang out with girls and it's it's you're seeing humans at their rawest form like they're like you you have bachelors come in people who are married you would never see Uh oh (laughs) excuse me i had a call that's okay the way they do with their 
um, with their wives or, or be like this at their business, you know? So seeing, seeing people come in and let loose and like be themselves, it was nice being able to talk to people like authentically, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And it taught me how to be very authentic and be true and find who I was in life. And so 12 years of doing that and then entering in the music business and industry and then the movie industry, it was like, whoa, I get it now. I can do this. Like there was no way I'd be able to be in this industry had I not gone through all that. Right. Um, I bet if you had just tried to do it just out of uh, being in the regular school and you tried to go into acting, it wouldn't have, I don't know if you would have felt like you would have felt comfortable doing that. You no, know? no, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. And I, I, and I had no intuition, like zero. I would have gotten scammed. I mean, there, I have gotten scammed plenty of times during the pandemic, trying to find, trying to get, trying to find my, my, my niche in the industry that I'm in already. There were, and I had to use the intuition and be like, nope, something's wrong. There's a red flag here. I don't like this, but I wouldn't have, re- I wouldn't have seen those red flags had I not been me if I had started way early. Like I'd have been like, what? Oh, okay. I'll do whatever. You know. <laughs> That's, I, I see I like your attitude I keep saying that but it's true like you have like a very like it sounds you know whatever but like a, you've got a can-do attitude and you know and positive and that is really refreshing you know oh my gosh thanks oh, and a lot a of people make, it took a long time to make that I've always I made it I did I made myself I, I always wish that I had met people who were me when I was younger so I'm like okay well I'm just going to be that person now I'm just gonna be the happy person that believes in anything you've seen the last dance right Michael Jordan no I haven't is that a movie what? uh it's a documentary on Netflix it's all about okay. I gotta watch it's about, it it's all about the Chicago Bulls mainly focuses on Michael Jordan that is the most inspiring. Oh my gosh. He's so inspiring. Like when he broke his ankle or foot and they wouldn't let him play. And they were like, you're, you're, you can't play. It's impossible. And he's like, I don't believe that you do. I don't. And I'm just like, yes, it's whatever you believe. It's whatever you put your mind to. It's whatever you tell yourself. It's what it's literally how you talk to yourself in life. Uh, is, yeah. There's a documentary by Kane Hodder. Um, I think it's called To Hell and Back. Um, and Kane Hodder's the guy played Jason. And in a lot of it, he actually got burned by doing one of his stunts, like like head to toe, burned like bad, almost died. Oh my and gosh. he was in the burn ward for years, all this stuff. And at the end, like in part of the documentary, he got really pissed off because he was in the burn ward and he would see this guy come over and have this positive attitude and say, hey, everybody, blah, 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 to all the people, right? And he mm-hmm. got mad. Like, he was like, you know, why is this guy coming in here and, you know, having this positive energy? Doesn't he know, like, I'm really angry. All these people are really angry. We're not, you know, all this stuff. And he found out that was an ex-burn victim, you know, who came in and he comes to tell people and show people that it was, um, you know, that there is life after, you know, after this yeah. stuff and everything. And then so he ends up, um, he he does that now. He goes to the same place he went to, and he goes and he shows up and he tells other people because he saw somebody do that. 
And when I literally cried when I when I heard this story, because I know the guy personally. He's he's a really good, nice person. You know, he goes to convention, Harkovich is just a really sweet person. Um, he's also plays one of the like scariest villains in all of like slasher history, Jason oh, Voorhees. Oh god, you know? no, yeah. no, that's the guy, see? the hockey mask. Yeah. Yeah. He, he plays turned, he turned his shit into gold. Yeah. Exactly. That's all it is in life. You just you just take the experiences, you just take the shit and 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 spell awesome across your chest with it. You just take the shit and go, I'm awesome. I'm surprised you don't have that tattooed on you. I'm awesome. Right? I, right. <laughs> um speaking of which I do notice you have some you have some ink on you and um you must have you had to have gotten that after you graduated and everything, right? Like of course, of course, of course. It, well, they would have freaked out if they, you showed up one day with ink, no, right? Yeah, no. You should yeah, have done that on your graduation day. Like, I know, right? <laughs> well, I got my belly button pierced when I turned 16 and didn't tell anybody about it. Like, because people don't see you, you know, without your clothes on ever at the church or the school. It's like forbidden. Like, girls, girls changed individually in their own stalls. And then when I got out of there, I, I found out that all girls just got naked in front of each other their whole lives. I'm like, what? That is so not okay. <laughs> like, so I, I had to get a different to world, you know? Yeah, super different world. But yeah, I, I, I pierced my belly button. And then, of course, when I got older, I was like, I'm just going to get all the tattoos that mean something to me. And I did. And yeah, I love them all. Love them all. That's sweet. So, I mean, so you grew up in Oregon, though, right? Like, that's. I did. Okay. I moved to Oregon when I was five from Houston, Texas. Okay. Hmm. That's, that's also sort of like a, a state that probably would have been very religious and very, you know, whatever to, yeah. you know, growing up. But interesting, you went to or- Oregon. I never even thought of Oregon as a religious place at all. Like, I never thought about yeah. it like that. Well, my mom, I mean, they're not really religious. I don't know how to explain it. They are. They were, but they weren't. They are just kind of going with the flow and church was a thing and felt like they should go because they grew up in it. But my mom's from the Philippines, moved to the United States when she was like in her early 20s. And she's a nurse and graduated, came here, got a job at a hospital. My dad was also a nurse. And then they met and boom, I'm born. And then uh, <laughs> my brothers, I'm the, I'm the youngest. I'm the baby out of five. There's five of us. Oh, and, I'm the baby uh, too. So I get it. Really? Oh, yeah. A baby out of four, you know, but yeah, yeah, and and I was like the youngest. Like my, I don't know how you are with your, uh, but like one of my sisters is fourteen, my other sister's twelve, and my brother is eight. Was eight years older, so all of them are eight, twelve, and fourteen years older. So nice, yeah. So like eight years, my parents didn't have a baby until they had me and stuff so I'm just like okay you know like it was completely That's different so thing. sweet though I bet yeah. you were like a little favorite like, you're like, oh, I I sort of still am which is not I oh. mean I but I don't like it I don't like it because um oh. I mean I like it at times I'm not gonna lie but there oh, are times okay. where I'm just like it's it's like because I kind of feel like I mean there's no animosity you know yeah. or whatever we all love each other but there's yeah. sort of like that thing of like oh you do this for jonathan because he's the, he's the baby you know or whatever you don't do this stuff for us you know or whatever and <laughs> you know the little the little the little jabs the little under 
the low-key jabs. Yeah, and I'm the yeah. only one that wanted to, well, I'm not the only artist. My sister, one of my sisters is an artist, but uh, she's an actual artist, you know, but this, you know, whatever. I just, you know, it's it's funny because I'm the only one who wanted to go into film and I'm the only one who wanted to do that. And, it's like you know. the young, the young baby black, we turn into black sheep sort of. It's funny, like the creativity yeah exactly yeah my brother is actually also very much into the he's a videographer and a photographer and cinematographer in kentucky for weddings all over the country so he he did my first music video for me nice i just in kentucky we're very very we're best friends and all moved to oregon my mom my my mom moved to oregon because they have the best nursing program and she really, really loves the cold. She's obsessed with the snow, the pine trees, the cold, everything I am traumatized by, everything I can't stand. I cannot stand the cold or uh, the same way. Oh, God. You know, I, I, oh. I, I moved to LA and I had no, like, other than getting COVID when it first came i'm pretty sure i got it even though i didn't get tested but i'm pretty sure i got it Mm -hmm. i did not get a cold i didn't get sniffles i didn't get anything and i was so freaking happy you know like i was in my happiest and then just it just money ran out and i was just like i need to come back you know like i could have stayed an extra month and then i would have had to move back anyway you know like it was oh, gonna yeah. it was starting to get where i was just not making and i wasn't making enough and i needed to go home so i went back to virginia and stay with my family and help them out but like you know it's it's wonderful i can't wait to move back there because it's gonna happen you know come back. i know you don't you're not the only one who's been like telling me to freaking come back you know or whatever Hell like, yeah. people are afraid of me leaving thinking i'll <laughs> never come back you know or whatever yeah you're gonna come back i will i will yes at least even to just shoot stuff if i have to or whatever but yes yes um la is wonderful um yeah and uh what was your first la like gig that you got uh my first gig i want to say was a music video shoot um found it it was for vaco he's really incredible incredible talented uh rapper actually we're gonna finish our song together um here in the next week so we made a track together um yeah he's amazing so i did that music video it's called bonita it's on youtube that was a lot of fun um and then my second my first acting gig was a short a horror short called the polar bear the polar bear also my very first um intimate scene on screen oh okay yeah, that so, was fun. Yes. Oh, okay. So the polar bear. Um, was that? Uh, I mean, is that available anywhere? Do you know? Or I'm not sure. I could check with David. David Bird is the director, and uh, it's in festivals right now. And oh, he said it's premiering in Arizona. Okay. But I cannot go there on that date. But um, that's sad. It's about, but it's about uh, if humans were to act as animals so he does a film about a sort of pro-choice like her body and um they have an act where a male man is sniffing the air and smells the female and 
he's like, oh, I smell her and like starts running through the forest, but then gets attacked by another polar bear who's also a male. And they kind of, they kind of like, cause you know how animals are, they like beat each other for the female and they like go at it. And it's so cool. It's gory. And I'm just standing there like, that's right. Who's going to be the winner? <laughs> you know? And he, uh, uh, like eventually they hash it out and then comes over to me and it was just, it was, it was filmed really well. And I had such a great time and it was so much fun. And again, the comfort levels and the respect and, uh, punctuality, the professionalism is, is, is like, that's, it should be number one on any set. And the professionalism with David Bird was amazing. And I really loved his, his cast and everyone that I work, I got to work with. And he let me even bring one of my friends who was also a producer and director and they got to help out. And it was, just, it was so fun. It was so fun. It was short and fun and it was so cool. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, I, I love that. Uh, but I do have to ask this though, cause you kind of bring it up as like professionalism, you know, is something that that's key, but have you ever been on a set that you just felt uncomfortable and, had to sort of leave or anything um on set no thank god okay so far so far knock on wood you knock know. on all the wood no but i have been in situations where they wanted me to be a part of it but there were flags from the start like just just yeah i've, I've experienced people who i don't want to work with yeah yeah you can kind of tell they they give it away so quickly it's so easy to sniff it out just like how they talk to you what they want you to do um being i've i've been on music video sets where it was very unprofessional people were late uh they would change the plan at the last second and they would keep telling you they'll pay you but then they don't like, uh, like they like I'll pay. I'll, I'm gonna get you tomorrow, you know. And then, turns out like, oh, I don't. Is is this much okay? Even though we agreed on this much, like, why are you? What? No, we agreed on this much. Why? Why? What are you trying to? Why are you finagling my time and talent right now? So I have been a part of very unprofessional music video sets, but thankfully not unprofessional movie sets. No. That's awesome. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's awesome that you're able to to do that and. Uh, and I don't think that, like, I, you know, I don't think you'll be doing a lot more music video stuff now that you are making your probably your own vi- music videos and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, right? Like, you don't need to be doing that anymore because, you know, yes. you'll have your own. You yes. Know? I'm actually I, making my own on, on Sunday for a that's song. Awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited. I know. I, um, I've only done one. I've only directed one or, well, it's co-directed, but the co-director was the editor, you know, basically, which I don't um, edit, you know, so he asked if he could do, because he did a lot of work on it. So I said, okay, sure. But it was, it was amazing. It, it really did look good and everything. And I was very happy with it, but I don't so know great. if I would ever be like, I don't know if I could ever actually do that. Like, you know, full time, you know, just, I feel that. It's, yeah. it's a lot of work. It's all, and I'm not very good at editing. So I feel like a, uh, 
I've got a guy who does do that that I know, a uh, fantastic uh, music video director, but he's also an editor. So like that kind of goes hand in hand with each other. So I feel like those are the best people to work on the music videos or people who already can edit it and get it out pretty quickly and, and whatnot. Um, do you yes. have, who do you have uh, directing? Do you, can you announce that yet or anything? Huh? Who's directing it? Uh, are you directing it or is somebody else directing your music oh. video? All, all three of us have a camera person and we're kind of just create like we have a vision and so we're just kind of going with okay we want we want to shoot this scene here we want to shoot this chorus here we want to shoot all three of us together at the end here so we I picked out location and I you know it's basically just picking out location time do you want it daytime do you want it nighttime do you want it sunny do you want it rainy cloudy like the vibe so obviously it's going to be sunny daytime um and the outfit I'm wearing is like very like hip hoppy we've got graffiti in the background we're doing it in a location that overlooks LA like very typical standard hip-hop music video but that's what I that's what I love for this vibe and that's what I want for the vibe and because I've never done that and I just you know I want that in my music video or one of them and they're 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 down for it so I uh I might be in a music video and uh, by accident. What? Uh, yeah. So, great. so I was in my uh, my roommate and I. She wanted to. We wanted to go get street dogs, you know. Um, and oh I've never had gosh. one. Dogs, never had yeah. one. So we we went and we found one, and then they closed right before we got there and stuff. They were closing and they were done, and we're like, okay, what are we gonna do? So we looked up on Google, and there was a place in LA that actually did have um it's called dirty dogs or something and it had street dogs inside the the restaurant or whatever you know the the place so we went to go there and since it was called dirty dogs I guess the um there was a song called dirty dog that these people were doing these rappers were doing and they were rapping while outside of the thing and we're like waiting in this long line and like I think they were like filming it. They should not have been doing this. This is not allowed in LA. I was surprised they got away with it for as long as they did. You know. Oh my gosh! And you're like in line as they're. I, yeah, I don't know if we if we got in any of the shots or not. Because and I was like thinking, should I go over there and be like, hey, don't don't you know, don't film everybody like what the hell? But I don't oh. know if he even shot any of the people or if they were shooting from the others. I don't re- I don't know exactly, but mm. you know, for all I know. Uh, I do want to find that freaking song and see if uh, see if maybe we show up by accident. Yeah, like look, there he is in line. That's kind of cool, though. If you think about it, it, it is. But I would. You can literally sue people for that because oh, you know, you need a uh, you need to sign a release form. You know, right? Yeah. You know all that. Hence why it's just the three of us in this music video with right. going around. You, we definitely also cover and think about those things as well, and uh yeah that's the beauty of uh uh or not the beauty but like that's the frustrating part about being an artist you have to watch your back on like how your song sounds or if someone else has already made a beat that sounds just like this or someone has already dropped that bar in one of their songs and now you're saying the same shit in your song and it's like whoa like maybe we just happen to think about the exact same thing at the exact same time like that's also a thing like 
I don't know, but I, well, I, I try not to worry about that. I really honestly just try to be super authentic and make original shit according to my experiences, especially with music, also with beats, hence why I'm in school for it. I don't want to have to pay people for beats. I've already experienced someone giving me a beat and trying to get a lot for royalties that I didn't feel was fair. Um, yep. so, yeah. I've had to make contracts, separate contracts for a bunch of people that didn't make any sense. And it, so after that, I was like, wow, I don't really want to, I don't want to do that. I kind of want to make my own beats now. So I'm an, I'm an, I'm a hundred percent in control of everything. Everything's mine. That's and that's, wonderful. that's just the way, and I can do it. I have the energy and the talent to do it. So I might as well just do it. Plus it's so much freaking fun. Like the best school I could have ever, this is the best decision I could have ever done was put myself through music school. Exactly. Um, so watching a movie call or a TV show called Ellie Complex, pretty sure you might not have heard of it. It's not, it didn't, wasn't a huge hit, sadly. Um, it should have been. But uh, it, it was like, uh, at one point, this guy was trying to get a producer to look at his beats, you know? So he showed the producer and the producer's like, this is from snitches and snitches be bitches, you know, back in blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, well, if you listen longer, there's a whatever. He was like, you should have played that first, you know, because this is just, you know, we've already heard this crap before, you know, and everything. So we're, don't waste our time, you know, and everything. And I was like, the music industry seems very, um, I don't know, hard. Like it's, it's. I mean, the movie cut industry throat. is hard too. Yeah, it's, it's cut there. Like they, they are very serious about, you know, music. You know, which they should be. You know, um. So yeah. I love that. I do too. It's. Um. I hear both good. I hear horror stories about the music industry, and I also hear extreme success stories. And of course, it's not easy trying to be in the music industry, especially if you want to become big and you want everyone to hear your stuff and support and respect you. Respect is something earned, and I don't mind earning that. And all you have to do to earn that is just be you and don't try to be like anyone else and don't try to compare yourself to nobody because you're you. And in the end, no one can ever take you from you. So you're already winning. So to me, it's easy to be in, in both industries because I just stay sort of in my own lane. But I also love to network and meet other people and support their dreams and visions and hear their stuff and their art. But collabing, like, you got to be super selective about who you collab with, for sure. And I learned that the hard way. <laughs> I bet there's stories on there, but we won't, we, we don't need to get into that, but Woo! you know, no, no. no. Um, learning, learning and lessons, lots of lessons and just staying true to you and going where it feels good and where the energy is good. That's, that's it. All right. Well, I think that's actually a good place to sort of wrap up, you know, uh, to it, but I do want to ask like, um, so you got a music video that's coming, that's going to be coming out soon. Um, yes. What else are you up to? Uh, I have a couple songs I need to hurry up and get on and release, but that'll happen very soon. And then the reality TV series and then the horror short and I'm pretty sure a premiere that's going to be happening in December for Pillow Party Massacre. So far, that is all that's on my agenda or plate. 
but every day is different. And I get invited to do so many things on a daily. Um, I have to go do my, I have to go finish up my, my scenes for this novella that I did with this director months ago. So we're, we're going to be finishing that up. So it's, it's like things just come up all the time, but very excited for pillow party massacre. That's my biggest uh, excitement for the premiere for that to release. So, and also my latest track, very excited to release that too. So people kill people with a pillow? Uh, sort of. Yeah. Gets, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No spoilers. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Calvin's great. He's so creative, you know, and the cast well, was well. And I love the slashers. They're like my favorite oh my subgenre. The so. death scenes in this one is I'm very proud of him. Like the death scenes in this film is amazing. And where it was shot. Oh, uh, gorgeous gorgeous location oh my goodness that's that's awesome so i can't wait to i can't wait to see that when that comes out um i love that uh mutant vampires from planet neptune uh once again i had i didn't even look so that was off the top of my head Um, you did it yes i did um so that uh is on tubi for people to see and i think that's wonderful tubi has definitely helped a lot of independent filmmakers out you know and everything and and helped you out probably too you know it really is it really is also conjuring the beyond is available on apple tv and voodoo and other mod um platforms and um i don't even know if i'm saying that right but there it's out on a lot of places also to stream for uh i'm not sure if it's free but like five bucks four bucks you should check out Conjuring Beyond. That one was so much fun. We actually filmed it at a haunted school in the middle of nowhere in Renton, Washington. Wow. Yeah, for 10 days. And the power went out on one of those days. And we had to film with no power. Thank God they had backup batteries, but it was wait a second. Did the power go well? Doing a you know, doing a demon movie? That yes. a little... and- and because of the, where it was, it affected the water. So we had, we not only do we have no power, we also had no water. We couldn't use the toilets. We couldn't wash our, we couldn't do anything for like eight hours. So the crew, it really brought the crew closer together and like helping each other out and flashlights and walking each other to and from because it was so spooky and it was so windy and stormy and rainy. And we had to get back up from town to drive us in supplies. It was really crazy. It was so cool. That film, I love that. That film is one of my favorites. I'm very proud of that one. Very, very proud of that one. So you have to check that one out. I'll definitely check that one out. I, uh, is it going to be on DVD? Uh, Conjur- I think so. Yeah, he's been putting his films on. He's been, literally, look at this. A Haunting in, Raving- in Ravenwood. That's China. She plays the demon in oh, nice. Conjuring the Beyond. He has put this one on DVD. Okay. So, so I know I know the other ones will have to be on DVD as well. That's awesome. You know, um, and that, the greatest thing is when you're able to like buy the film in like Walmart, you know, and yeah, everything it's like a, it's a physical copy. Everybody yes. loves physical copies, vinyls. Every well, everybody's Please. actually like you know going against <laughs> um, physical media, which sucks. Because I'm a phys- physical media collector. I love DVDs, Blu-rays, 
4Ks, whatever, you know. Um, I don't collect records. Um, um, I'm trying to get away I, from my CDs, you know. I, oh, I, I, I feel you. I, I, too, am a huge DVD collector as well. I have a big thing full of DVDs. And when I sold all my shit and moved into a van, that was the one thing I was not going to get rid of were my DVDs. So I bought like a big... That's what I did. I had a van. I went. I, I literally went across from Virginia all the way to California in a van, and you know, yes, yeah. that's amazing. What? Yes, yes, get it. I get it. Well, I, I sort of learned from a, a YouTube girl I watched, and so who, did I. Uh, I watched this girl, uh, Stor- the Storm, is what she calls, and she actually had literally gone up and moved. To Huntington Beach at that time and so that was like my plan was to go to Huntington Beach for my uh on New Year's Eve and celebrate the new year in you know LA you know and on the beach and everything and bring it in and I met her there it was the weirdest craziest I didn't like plan it didn't like even I didn't even think I would you know it's magic it's magic you manifested it you'd been watching her for all this time you totally manifested it It was yeah she just walked right by me and I go wait is that and I ran up we talked for a little bit and uh it was it was such like it was everything that I was planning and hoping for in my in a way yeah such a beautiful story exhibit a it's all in your mind you can create anything with your mind you can attract anything with your mind yeah. And I love that. I love that attitude because there's a lot of people who have that, but like negative version of that is like, you know, I, know. I can't do this. I can't do this. But if you start saying I can do this or I'm going to do, actually, I'm going to do this is yes. better to say because it has already been done. Yeah. Then, or yeah, or it's already, yeah, that's, was it the manifesting stuff or that's whatever? Law of attraction. Law Everybody of attraction. Watch the secret on Netflix, on YouTube. When I watched the secret, that should change my life. It's literally all in your head. You can attract anything. You should only want to see the good. You should never, ever, ever ever worry about the worst case scenario because the worst case scenario can happen any day. Wouldn't you should, people should understand, wouldn't it be so much easier and better and way more fun and interesting if you spent your energy worrying about what could go right? Like what if it literally turned out the exact way you wanted it to rather than, oh my God, I could get robbed and my car could get broken into and oh my God, that doesn't happen. Do you know how many people told me you're never going to find parking in California? Everything's too expensive. There's earthquakes. Everyone sucks. It's so fake. Blah, 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 fucking blah. But (laughs) nobody would tell me the beauty and the wonder, the wonderful parts about LA. So I had to come here and, and find them myself. And guess what? I get parking all the time, free parking all the time. I don't know how, but I just do. And yeah, it's well, not expensive. It's, it's not, not hard to find. You, you might have to park further away. You yeah, know. but who cares? Exercise in the sun? Why would I complain about that? Also, like, fucking, you just work harder. I don't know. Like, I afford things. I don't, I, I swear I had less money in Oregon. And it's more, it's way more expensive in Oregon for some reason. Like, holy organic food over there. Talk about organic. You want to talk about chia seeds and hairy armpits and freaking oh patchouli my god no it is not that it, it for me i don't i don't know why people i don't know i just stop buying shit don't eat as much i don't know it's not it's not expensive for me i i, I eat uh i i eat like abcs and with meatballs you know and shit like oh that oh my gosh i yeah. love you 
I eat beefaroni too. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I eat beefaroni. I eat all that shit. Especially, I did that. You know, my roommate would laugh at me because, like, that—that's what I went to the store with her and, and bought while she was buying all this like organic stuff or whatever oh. that's more expensive and all this shit. I was buying the ABCs because I was just like, it's food and it's a dollar or less. You know, exactly. It's nutrients. It's it's just to keep you going, just to keep you alive. Exactly. I mean, I, I love organic food too, but you know, like, let's be real. I, I'm trying to use my money for music videos and to take my career off and, you know, not, not spoil myself with ridiculous clothes and shoes and shit that doesn't matter. And that's my experience with how I've been making it here in LA. And I can't even believe I've been here for a year already. It feels like I was, I just got here. I can't believe you've been there for a year. Like you, you just, uh, so 2021, huh? Yeah, I moved yeah. here October 2021. Like, what? I know. Done? Well, it's because, like, you know, your your career started off and you felt comfortable now, you know? Yeah. Um, I had so many people just like you saying, you know, one guy came up to me and was like, you know, shouldn't you, like, make movies before you? And I was like, I have made movies, you know? Like, he didn't know. And I was like, mm-hmm. I have made movies. And they've actually gone and done stuff with them like i'm happy like i'm fine going there and as i get there i'm like worried okay i'm not going to get a job or whatever on my uh was it 20 was it 29th i think it was 29th birthday wait 28th my 28th birthday uh july january 12th i get a message from a friend of mine who's in the film business and he says hey do you want to work on this project you know, paid, you know, everything, you know, I was like, that's the best birthday present ever. And, you know, right. I told my roommate at the time and I was just excited, you know, and everything. And, you know, um, but that's amazing. The The network, the network is real. Yeah. Uh, If you meet one person or somebody introduces you to one person, all of a sudden that person introduces you to somebody else. And I mean, the one thing, I think the biggest problem, my friend, Mackenzie, who's a makeup artist, told me that the biggest regret I should have, you know, period, like, you know, not regret, regret, but like something, whatever, is that I did turn down going to a party. And I think it was I because I me personally, I don't like going by myself. And, right. you know, and I don't like I, I know I'm going to meet people there, but I just don't feel comfortable, you know, driving someplace I don't know and, and doing that stuff. But because of that, she got three different projects because she met three different people at that one party. And I would, and I was like, damn, that was right. Like that right there is a way, you know, because it shows that you show up and you're there and you're willing to do, you know, so I yeah, you're just being then, you. you're just being you and people are so grab like, like you're magnetic. They're like, well, I, I want to work with you. Here's yeah. this. That's how I got on Veghead with Kathy Cola. That's how we're about to do this new reality TV series, which is showing up at this event and, and working for them. I, I held her black bag while she walked around and collected free products from all these expensive product people that were creating new shit that hadn't even been released yet. Like, that's so cool. Like, yeah. I worked that event, met them there, and then boom. And, and it just, it's it's like a button, you know? You just uh-huh. like a chain reaction of awesome. Just one gets, oh, yeah. And it, 
it does it just doesn't stop it's all the time mm-hmm. here and i love it I, I can't wait to see where i am in three years Shit. i can't wait to see where you are in three years you know oh but the audience feels the same way you know just because you're gonna be here i really hope so actually i i did tell my friend 2025 or 26 is like my hope you know, or whatever, okay, because it's going to happen. It's, you know, it's got to be a little bit, you know, but yeah, now it's got to happen because you said three years and that's 2025. So, you know, there you go. That's three years. Get you we'll back see. Here. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love that. I, I love that attitude. I love your personality. You're oh, awesome. Thank you, you know, you're awesome too. Thanks again for, for interviewing me. This yeah. Is so How can people you reach you? Kind of. Um, on Instagram is the best way. Instagram or Facebook. Um, yeah, Jax Sports, J A X fourteen twenty on Instagram, and then Jax a million, A I A M I L Y U N on Facebook. Oh wow! So people can uh, add you, check you out, t- talk to you, and hopefully hire you for projects. Absolutely, you know? I'm. 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 My my shit is public. I I love fans. I love. I just love people. I love, and I, I love to entertain and I love to talk about whatever. And the networking is the best part. And I just, yeah, I, I know a lot of people and celebrities are different and some people are extremely private and do not like people or to talk about their success. They just want to do it, which is cool. I, however, am like, oh my God, paparazzi, talk to me. What a, you know, like I could, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love being open. I love being public. I love to talk to everyone. I love to say thank you. I appreciate you. Everything. You loved it. Cool. That's, that's, that's my favorite part. Well, that's how you get out. You know, that's how people get out there more. Like if people are too private, they have to be at the point in their life where they're like Tom Cruise, you know, like where they can, you know, and I use him just as an example because he's like probably the biggest celebrity in the world. But, you it's know, like, yeah, but he's like the most, you know, like I, I, he's not private, private, but he's, you know, he doesn't go out and chat all the time with, you know, with stuff. He keeps things, mm-hmm. you know, he has to, but he's kind of earned that position. And back when, you know, earlier in his career, he was out more outgoing and more, you know, doing interviews and doing things, you know. I would love to earn that. Oh right? God. Yeah. That's a wonderful thing. But I swear, I bet you would still be out there doing interviews and excited and happy. And, you know, um, I would love to hear you, like, if they do, like, a, a DVD for one of the movies or whatever, you on the commentary tracks. So I bet you'd have a fun time chatting with everybody and <laughs> telling everybody the stuff. And then I you can love, own it. Oh my gosh. I would love that. That's so funny you say that because I always watch movies with the commentary on after For I've real? seen it like a billion times. Oh yes, the core, one of my favorite movies to watch is commentary. Also Stargate, Kurt Russell. Love hearing the commentary on that one. Like how they did that, what they did. I just used to beg to go behind the scenes with film. And now here I am finally. Like I, now I get to go behind film and be like, oh, that's how they did that. Or watching people perform when they're, when they yell action. It's just like stripping a little bit. You wait, you sit around, you wait for a customer to come in, you wait for your turn on stage. And then when you go on stage, you get up there and you fucking shine and you blow people away with whatever the fuck you can do with whatever song choice you have. And then they take you back there for hours and hours because you're just so much fun and all this money you're making. And it's the same with acting. You just sit around, you eat snacks, you talk, you chat, you get to know people. And then, oh, yo, you're up. Oh, I'm going to watch your shit. Oh, okay, you can. And then 
they hit action and you watch this this light just come off this being on camera and you're like whoa whoa i'm working with some talented people here holy shit you know and exactly i love uh, it it was total crap people never realize how much waiting there is too as an actors too people think it. yeah i love it too um i did uh I think four Lifetime movies that I was like just an extra on, you know? Wow. Yeah. Um, but so uh, cool. I just watched Lifetime. I love yeah, it. Yeah. They, they were fun. It was extra stuff. It wasn't, you know, it was being in back, a, I, I was in like a coffee shop or I was at a, uh, I was a bartender at one point. Um, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, things like that, but, and, and was fun. You know, everybody there is having a good time and, there was a director mm-hmm. that was in, uh, what is it, um, on uh, whatever, uh, uh, one of the, sh- or actually two of the shoots. She was so fun and funny. She was having a fun time, you know, and the, the other director was a little bit more silent on the other movies. He was a little bit more quieter, but he was still a really nice guy. Uh, but the, um, the, the one girl, she was just having fun laughing, you know, and just, you know, everything. And I love that. Like to me, she, I was looking at that going, I, that's the kind of directing I want to do, you know, like I want to yes. make sure that I'm directing people and having fun with them and stuff. So I think like when I came back to Virginia to shoot a couple of things, I was trying to sort of emulate that now in my own little way, not copy her, but, you know, sort of, you know, I get what you mean. just bring out the good vibes and have a good time. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, obviously that sometimes can't always happen, you know, just right. And you know, in those situations, you got to just learn how to, yeah. It, it's well, challenging. And, and like I said, in the beginning of this uh, podcast, you seem to be one of those people that, they you people want you around at that time where you're going to get people's energies back up and everything you're going to play around you're going to have fun even when everybody else's energies are low you know because you're tired and whatever you're going to bring it up and stuff so i love yes i'm i'm good at it it's fun i don't even have to try i just do just by being me it's 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 a beautiful gift i guess thank you god for it um, and I'm glad that, and I'm glad that people love that about me. I, I, of course, that's awesome. I, yes. Well, thank you once again, and uh, everybody else, uh, check out her stuff on Instagram uh, and her Facebook, and check out the uh, mutant vampires from Planet uh, Neptune. Which I, I wish they they bit more people and had fangs, but you know. It's still a great movie. I think that's what I said in my review, you know, more or less. But I love the movie. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, very creative. Uh, and Thank you guys you can so much. check it out on Tubi. And uh, uh, you can check out The Conjuring, uh, Conjuring from Beyond or Conjuring the Beyond. The Beyond. Uh, yes. You guys can check that out on, I saw it on Amazon. So it's on Amazon. Yes, um, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, for like four bucks and i uh, that's a steal right there so that's yeah uh, it's so know. i loved it i loved it i love I, I watch it all the time i, I bought it i love it so much. <laughs> you bought it you're like yep i gotta I have did. that you know I gotta did. have a own copy of my own movie that's awesome I, yes. and it's and it's not just about the film also the film was great it, it, i get to see our bond like oh that's so it's the best i just love it 
Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much. And everybody else, uh, thank you guys for checking this out. Uh, join me. I think it's going to be in another two weeks or it'll be next month. I don't know yet because we haven't we haven't recorded it yet, but uh, <laughs> there'll be another episode coming fairly soon uh, for this uh, season. So thank you once again, Jax. And I, I can't wait for th- three years to see what you're what you're up to completely maybe we'll do another interview by then and and, and yes, you know we'll check in on this one okay <laughs> thank you so much all right uh and everybody thank you guys so much for listening and have a good one thank you everyone bye bye